somebody wake me? Yo, what's up, man? Is this thing on? <laughs> Jay Soderbergh. That's me. John Luckenbaugh. That's him. Two podcasting veterans. One from the production space. And one from the outer space. And we're, we're, we're QNO. Weekly news and tips in podcasting. On podcasts. Hello and welcome to a very special mini-series inside the ultimate series of the podcast known as the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting. Hey everybody, it's Jay Soderberg, aka Podvader here, along with co-host John Luckenbaugh of the Queued Up Podcasting Agency. Hello, John. Jay, what's up, man? How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. This is a mini-series because starting today and for the next couple of episodes, we are going to do a series of shows based off of the research presented to us from Edison Research and Triton Digital called The Infinite Dial. Now, as I think I described it to you, John, this is the Super Bowl for podcasters. Every year uh, in March, Edison Research and Triton Digital put out this series of data based on the last year, everything to do about audio, online audio, whether it's podcasting, or streaming, or smartphones, or social media, et cetera, et cetera. You name it, they've got the stats on it, and they unpacked it. And yes, when this episode has been first released, it's been a couple of weeks since the Infinite Dial was uh, released to everyone. And you can go and check out all those stats for yourself at edisonresearch.com. However, the difference in what we're going to do on this show and what many others may have done before is we're actually going to tell you how to use this data to make better podcasts. Because I think it's important not only to get the stats, but also to now take those stats and put it and apply it to your own podcast so that you can make better choices, whether it's from your marketing, whether it's from your content building, whatever it has to do with podcasting, all of these stats that are going to be presented to you are being presented because there is something that you can do to make your podcast better, including, John, the most important stat for any podcaster will be revealed on this particular episode. Intriguing. Listen, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to (laughs) intrigue you. But uh, during our series, we're going to talk about things that have to do with smartphones, smart devices, smart speakers, social media, and all things to do with online audio. Uh, Along the way, we will probably bring in some expert guests to help us talk about uh, some of the actions that you can take, again, based on the data that is being presented from the infinite dial. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Apple or Google or Spotify or Amazon or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, so that you never miss an episode. And of course, you can always go back and check out any of our previous episodes that we've done. While most of our episodes are constructed with the latest news in mind, it is always presented with actionable advice that you can take, that you can use at any point in time. And as you'll find out, we've recently been doing a series that we didn't really title a series. Uh, We we sort of did it unknowingly, John, about how to best market your show. And a lot of those things are sort of doing the obvious things perfectly before you move on to building a bigger megaphone. And we're going to get into some of that with these stats. What do you say, John? Let's roll. This particular episode uh, from The Infinite Dial uh, will focus a little bit on podcasting, but also some interesting stats. 
that didn't necessarily fit into a nice cubby. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. Uh, We'll start with that 88% of Americans who are 12 years or older own a smartphone. Uh, And that is another year of growth. It was only 85% of Americans 12 plus owned a smartphone last year. Tablets and smartwatches, that ownership has plateaued. Uh, 51% own a tablet, 18% own a smartwatch. And so so that means smartphones uh, are by far the most popular device for media consumption. What does that mean for the podcaster, Jeff? That means uh, that uh, we're doing something right, because if you go and you look at your stats, uh, wherever your podcast is hosted, you're going to note that the largest amount of consumption to your show is via a smartphone. Mm. All the other places, you're going to see that that listening consumption is lower, even on a desktop. And I know there's been a lot of talk with COVID and how some of the behaviors of us as human beings have changed based on uh, what COVID has put in place. And we're going to get to that in just a moment when we're talking about riding in cars. But some of those behaviors didn't necessarily change. And one of those is obviously listening to online audio via a smartphone. Let's talk about riding in a car. And this is another point to take into consideration as we go over the latest information from the infinite dial. Obviously, the research was done during the, for what I will call from now until the end of time, the age of COVID. Percentage of Americans 18 plus who have driven or ridden in a car in the last month decreased from 87% in 2020 to 83% this year. There's an obvious reason why. (laughs) Yeah. If you're locked down at home, you're not going to be driving. So why is a car important? Because as you learn, most audio listening actually happens in the car, especially to AM, FM radio. Uh, AM, FM listening is down from 81% to 75%, while podcasts actually saw a tick up from 28 to 30%. This is a group of people that have ever used these particular platforms in the last month. So this isn't monthly listeners or weekly listeners or power listeners as we've done other episodes based on research to power listening. This is anyone that has ever used this platform. People are using more podcasts and listening to less radio. But obviously, we still have a long way to go as podcasters at 30% compared to radio listeners at 75%. One of the new stats that they provide here is the integrated mobile operating systems and primary vehicles with the Apple CarPlay and the Android Auto coming in at 10%, 8%. I wonder how that's going to affect the podcast playing in cars compared to AM, FM radio. I wonder next year if we see the jump as we have seen in smart speakers, if that jumps up just like that, I wonder what that's going to do to the AM, FM radio. John, I'm glad you bring that up because the next step that I have is very similar. And that is, you know, as we just discussed, more people are owning a smartphone, more people are connecting that smartphone to those in-car audio systems. Online audio listening through cell phones in-car increased from 45 to 50% of anyone that has ever done that. Uh, And again, these are Americans 18 plus. That to me is is sort of huge. And we're going to get more into brands and what that means 
probably a little bit later on as we go through this series, but we'll bring some of that up here in just a moment too. But uh, I'm glad you asked that question, John, because I think it all is very fascinating. Let's talk about weekly online audio listening. 62% of the US, 12 plus population, and that is approximately 176 million people are now weekly online audio listeners, which is an all-time high since the infinite dial has measured this type of media, that being online audio. Average time spent listening to online audio, which are streams available on the internet, is 16 hours and 14 minutes a week, while the most known audio brand is Pandora, followed by Spotify. Usage of those particular platforms to those particular platforms in the last week flip-flops to Spotify being a clear first, followed by Pandora in second. iHeartRadio is third in brand awareness, but only sixth in usage in the past week. What do you take from Pandora and Spotify being higher in brand recognition usage over Google, Apple, Amazon? For one, when we're talking about online audio, most of us are probably thinking about those music streams right. uh, that, that we're listening to. And I think Pandora and Spotify have definitely separated themselves from any other brand. Those other brands that you mentioned sort of came after. And maybe even if they came first, they obviously didn't do a good enough job in sort of promoting themselves as the place to go. Again, what I think is super interesting, though, is that while most people recognize the brand Pandora, they're not using it. They're using Spotify over Pandora. That's what I find most interesting. Similar to iHeartRadio. A lot of people know iHeartRadio, but they're barely using it. They use Spotify by a lot more than they use Pandora. And the, with the numbers here in the last week, Spotify is at 25% and Pandora is at 14 Yeah, it's a significant drop-off from one to two. But all those people know Pandora, so congrats. It's good to be known. Again, what does this mean for you? How do you make better podcasts based on this? Well, I think it's important to note that all of these companies that we've mentioned here are making big, big plays in the podcasting space. Spotify, Pandora, uh, a lot has been attached with Stitcher and SiriusXM. iHeartRadio claims they're the number one place for podcasting. All of these places making huge, huge plays in the podcasting space, making big time acquisitions in the podcasting space in the last year. All of these things you would assume if you're listening to these particular platforms, you might start using these platforms to listen to more than just music, but also to podcasts. That's what I was going to ask you. Is, is this going to is this signify the passing of the torch to Spotify as being the number one place for podcasts now? <laughs> you know, there, there's been a lot of articles about that, John. <laughs> that is a tricky topic to really approach. I will say this. I think the fact that Spotify is number two in audio brand recognition, number one in usage in the last week, I think all these things point to obvious growth in podcasting on Spotify. Will it necessarily surpass Apple within the next year? I think that's a little aggressive. I would go back to what we've talked about with Evoterra over the past few months eventually all of these platforms are going to be equal to each other. Right. There won't be one place to go listen. Uh, there's going to be multiple places to listen, and they're all going to have a similar size 
listening audience. And when that's the case, the best point for you as a podcaster is to be platform agnostic. Everywhere. Be everywhere, but know who's number one and for what at this current time. And that appears to be Spotify. All right, let's jump into some podcasting numbers, shall we? Yeah. That's what we're all here for. Approximately 80 million Americans, that's 28% of the U.S. 12 plus population, are now weekly podcast listeners, a 17% increase over 2020. That's fantastic. Uh, By the way, they brought this up during the webinar. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My good friend Tom Webster and John uh, uh, Rosso over there uh, at Triton Digital and Edison Research, that um, one of their biggest, uh, it's not necessarily a complaint, but one of the things that they realize they should do a better job about is a lot of people, when they disseminate this information to their audiences, will mention when we talk about that 28%, that's actually up from 24% the previous year, which highlights a 17% increase. Not a 4% increase. It's four percentage points, but ultimately it was a 17% increase over 2020. That can get super confusing, by the way. Just want to throw that out there to you statisticians who might think this makes perfect sense to you. To the normal human, you start throwing out percentages. One percentage has nothing to do with the other percentage. We hear percent and we think it's all meaning the same thing. That's a lot more sexy to say that, right? Seventeen. I mean, it looks more sexy to have a seventeen percent increase than a four percent increase. Um, uh, John, <laughs> uh, let, let's be nice today. <laughs> but yes, I think we have discussed before the use of percentages is sometimes done because it's a sexier number than what the actual number really is. Familiarity with the term podcasting. This is just if I say podcasting, are you familiar with this term? That grew from 75% to 78%, which is great. However, only 57% of those people say they've actually listened to a podcast. So while they are familiar with the term, it's not necessarily that they are listening. Now, listening did grow over the last year, but it's it's not 78%. I'd rather have 78% of the people listening to a podcast rather than just being familiar with the word podcast. 57%. That's still 162 million people approximately that have listened to a podcast in the last year. That's crazy. That's fantastic. Again, it's up from 55% in 2020 and 51% in 2019. And it's more than doubled in the past 10 years. It was 25% in 2011. The famous what's a podcast joke. Mm. It's kind of outdated now. People know what a podcast is. <laughs> I don't really get that question anymore. Like when it was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I work on podcasts. Well, what is that? When we first began, that's a question I got a lot. It's like, oh, and I have to explain myself. But now it's like, yeah, we create podcasts. Oh, well, that's so awesome. (laughs) I want to start a podcast. Can you start my podcast? Well, sure. (laughs) I got that same thing just this past week. Somebody asked me what I did for a living. I said, I work in podcasting. They go, oh, wow, that's really cool. (laughs) Well, okay. We've come a long way. 41% say they've listened to a podcast in the last month, and that is up from 37%. So this is another big jump. Again, I'd rather have 41% listening weekly than monthly, but hey, uh, we'll get there. We're, We're just showing this growth. It's not, as we like to joke, hockey stick growth, but it's 
good, solid growth year over year over year, which is something I'm more than happy with. If you, again, look back at even five years ago, 21%, so it's doubled in the last five years, and 10 years ago, it was only 12%. It is showing significant growth here. I like the one stat that Tom Webster used in his article, 2021 Podcasting Finds a Way, where he said that The Daily Show's audience through the New York Times, which has 4 million listeners a day, is greater than any of the primetime TV news networks. So <laughs> what do you make of that, Jay? I mean, that's fantastic. And we'll get into some of the other stats that are related to that in just a minute. You know, to give some more color to the to what Tom Webster wrote recently, you know, he's done keynotes at all the podcasting conferences now for a few years, and he's always been a big proponent of finding the next Roseanne. Uh, that was the last example, at least the one that I, the last podcasting conference I attended where he gave a keynote <laughs> <laughs> that he had, where Roseanne was number one in the ratings if you took out sports or Super Bowls, to be even more specific. And his thing was always about, well, podcasting needs its Roseanne. We need to get more of that type of content into podcasting to really drive podcast listening. And one could argue maybe Joe Rogan is the Roseanne of you know, for podcasting in that sort of relatable term. But even Joe Rogan's content isn't necessarily for the everyman, although it is probably most related to Roseanne than anything else. You mentioned sort of the daily as being one of the drivers. I think it's great that these news podcasts have really found a way to tap into an audience and really get them excited about podcasting. What I my hope would be that as people get into listening to a news podcast like the daily, that they would start to branch off and listen to other types of podcasts right. that will take those daily topics. Because obviously, if you're doing a daily show, you can't go too in-depth on one particular topic. However, the beauty of a podcast is that you can create a series that will do exactly that. And I think as more and more people dip their toe into podcasting, discover what it is, and start listening to it, they'll be introduced to it maybe via The Daily, but then they will grow into listening to some of these other fantastic series uh, that aren't just news-based, that are just fantastic stories. And that's sort of what we're all here as content creators to do, is to help make those fantastic stories in podcast form and bring that audience in and understand where they're going to be coming in from might also help you make your podcast better. Sticking with some monthly listening here, the biggest growth in monthly listening is amongst the 12 to 34-year-old group, uh, 55 plus is also a growing group. Gen X, as I like to call us, us 35 to 54-year-olds, it's actually flat in terms of monthly listening. And it actually went down one percentage point uh, from 40% to 39% of that particular generation group listening to a podcast in the last month. Why? To me, this is slightly concerning. Uh, okay. Only in the fact that that means Gen X, who are mostly parents, who are mostly in the prime of their careers, probably at their busiest point. Kind of a second. We're not really growing the podcast audience. I think where you're going to see the most growth over the next few years in regards to the type of content that you're going to be listening to be stuff geared towards those younger generations, the 12 to 34-year-olds who are showing the biggest growth in podcast listening, where I think there's another ginormous opportunity 
and it's showcased here by being a demographic that is growing is the 55 plus the boomers, the silent generation, the whatever you want to call them, grandma, grandpa, etc. They're discovering podcasts and you can make fantastic stories for them that could also appeal to the younger generations as well. I think there's a huge opportunity there. Do you think the 55 plus those are more geared for the uh, like serial, like the series based podcast where maybe the younger generation would be more educational? I don't want to stereotype, (laughs) but when I think back to my grandparents, what was one of the shows that they always made time for on Sundays? 60 Minutes. News-based podcast. It's news-based podcasting. I think that's why we're seeing such a big growth in that particular age group because they're coming in through the daily and they're listening to the daily. Right. Where I see opportunity is to create series based off of the news, not only of the day, but also of the past. I'm a big history person. I love the stories of the past. I love listening to stories of the past. And I think there's a huge opportunity for that particular demographic to continue to grow, but to create great series in that particular genre that would appeal to them, but also produced in a way that a younger generation can learn and appreciate as well. I had a history teacher in college, the great Reverend John Coffey, used to start our classes with inappropriate vocabulary lessons. (laughs) As an incoming freshman to a university is sort of like a big wake-up call. And then he would always say, as as we were learning about the history of the world, now I want you to imagine this in our in our TV miniseries: the sun coming up over the horizon, and the demon queen giving the prince the red hot poker right up the. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the great Reverend John Coffey. Uh, But that's the sort of thing, right? He took history, a class most people would list as boring. Probably one of the most boring classes I ever had to go to was my history class. And he made it exciting. He presented it in a way that was, you know, got everybody interested in, talked about the things that you never hear about. You're never going to read in an actual history book, right? He made history exciting. That's for sure. I know there are Emersonians out there listening to this. Let's talk about weekly podcasting. Uh, Weekly podcast listening is up from 24% to 28%. That is about 80 million Americans. And again, fantastic growth. It's one of the largest points of growth in quite some time, especially for weekly podcast listening. Would I like to see weekly podcast listening at 41%? Of course. But hey, we'll take it and we'll continue to take positive growth. As long as we keep seeing positive numbers, I'm a happy camper. What does this mean for you? The most important stat that every podcaster needs to know is if you are a weekly podcast consumer, you listen to an average of eight podcast episodes, and that's from an average of 5.1 podcast shows. So maybe you're listening to The Daily, Joe Rogan, I don't know, what are some, uh, Next Fan Up, The Cued Up Podcast on Podcasting, any other shows you want to give a shout out to there, John? Give me one more. Survive and Thrive. There you go. Survive and Thrive. Maybe you're listening to those five shows, but you're only listening to eight episodes from those five shows. So if you're listening to The Daily, that means you're not listening, most likely, 
to all five episodes of The Daily that are produced every week. Do you consider these the weekly podcast consumers? Are these the super listeners we've, we've referred to in the past? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are. So, I mean, the super listeners, I mean, they have had some really steep gains over the past three years. Do you feel that eight is a small number for the super listener? I mean, as we kind of mentioned that these eight podcasts don't even necessarily have to be published weekly, right? Right. They're listening. They're just listening to eight podcast episodes a week. And if you think of it as there's seven days in a week, that means one day they're listening to two different episodes. But I would also tell you to make your podcast better and understand that if the weekly podcast consumer, which is 28%, 80 million Americans, are listening to eight podcast episodes a week, and you're producing, well, one, you're producing a daily podcast, how many of those daily episodes are actually listened to? Probably not all five. Not for the average consumer. For the super duper consumer, sure, they're going to listen to all five. But the average consumer won't. Do you think there's a benefit to not doing a daily podcast, to doing three days a week rather than a daily or just sticking with a weekly podcast? Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> I think you nailed it there, John. I think if you're a brand new podcaster who is just starting out, you don't have a built-in audience, you don't have a megaphone the size of NPR or the New York Times, you should not be creating daily podcasts. You're just going to be spinning your wheels and wasting your time. It's too late at this point. Those shows have already been created. And if you are, if if you're gung-ho on doing it, then you better make sure it's the most unique daily podcast that has ever been heard on the face of the earth. It's got to be something that just stands out so much, and it's so different than anything else that anyone has ever heard from. And if somebody asks you, well, what's your podcast and what it's about, it better be the most unique description of a podcast that anyone has ever heard to really justify you putting in the time and the resources to make a daily show. I mean, we hear it all the time, John. Just putting together one episode a week is hard enough. Now trying to do that five days a week or John Lee Dumas trying to do it seven days a week, that's really, really (laughs) difficult to do. It's not easy. This kind of tells me that, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, that Setting up your podcast for discovery should be probably number one on your list, right? Mm-hmm. L- listeners are willing to try new shows, as we see with this, listening to eight podcast episodes a week. But you also have to give them a reason to to listen, a great story, uh, specific information for, for a specific niche, like, like we do with podcasting tips and news. And it has to be top quality, right? It can't be crap. <laughs> no, it can't. Also understand, if you're looking to grow your audience and you're reaching out to current podcast listeners, they're already listening to eight episodes. So how does your episode feature in? Now, is your show typically two hours long? If so, how are you going to fit into that schedule of eight episodes that are already being currently listened to? That person's probably going to eliminate two podcasts to listen to a two-hour episode of your podcast to make it fit into their lives. Is your podcast typically five minutes long? Well, now that person who listens to eight might make an exception and jump up to nine. So when you ask, how long should my podcast be? The answer is until the content is no longer boring. But 
if the next question is, how long should my podcast be to grow my audience? That answer is going to differ and vary greatly depending on the content of your program. I wonder what the consumption rate looks like compared to books or streaming video. If if a podcast listener listens to eight podcasts a week, I wonder how many streaming videos that same person watches. Mm, how much television that person watches. Yeah. How much radio that person listens to. How much other media they consume. And honestly, Edison Research does a share of ear research study that is conducted on a quarterly basis, which you can go purchase if you have the funds to get access to those data points. But I I stand firmly by this. The most important stat you need to understand as a podcaster is that the weekly podcast consumer on average listens to eight podcast episodes a week, and that is from an average of 5.1 different podcast shows. Uh, So if you are looking to grow your audience, you have to understand that. And how does your show best fit into that person's life that already has five different podcasts that they're subscribed to, most likely subscribed or following to, and listening to on a frequent basis every week? Can I ask you, Jay, that being your, I guess, your one takeaway from this report, but how do you think we can shrink the 59% that don't listen monthly and 73% that don't listen weekly? How do you think we can shrink those numbers? That is an excellent question. One of the things that I've discovered as, as I've grown in this industry over the past 15 years is we as an industry do a great job of marketing inside our bubble. Mm. We're doing all the things that we can to market to people that are already listening to podcasts. We know that that's the easiest and quickest way to help grow an audience right off the bat is through cross promotion. Cause somebody that's listening to a podcast is most likely going to be someone that listens to another mm. podcast. Right. However, the biggest room for growth is those two particular groups that you just mentioned, John is getting to the people that aren't already listening to podcasts, Mm -hmm. getting that megaphone out to them. I think that's why we are seeing success from a company like iHeartRadio that has a big brand awareness. Yes, they're only sixth in usage, but that's growing. It's not meteoric growth. It's not overtaking Spotify or Pandora type growth, but it is growing. And I think it will grow even more As we reach more and more of the people, the, what is it, 22% of people who aren't familiar with the term podcasting. I mean, having someone with like iHeartRadio being a part of this, someone that has the other types of broadcasting media that getting into podcasting can start to pull from AM, FM radio and, and other sources like that, right? Compared to some of these others that are just concerned with podcasting. That they that iHeartRadio can actually pull pull from other sources of media that they're that they're currently bigger names in. Here's a sad analogy that I'm going to present to you, podcasters. And I don't want you to lose hope, but I do want you to take this analogy and pour a little realism on your prospects as a podcaster. You watch Shark Week on Discovery, mm-hmm. right? And you always see the pictures of the sharks, and so you see the shark swimming around in the ocean. And what's usually swimming around that shark, John? Those those little succubus eels, right? 
usually there's usually a couple that are stuck to the shark. There's yeah. a couple that are just swimming around it. Right. In podcasting, iHeartRadio is the shark. Spotify is the shark. Apple is the shark. Pandora is the shark. The independent podcaster is that little succubus eel swimming around that <laughs> shark, right? Right. That's what we are. Yeah. If we want to grow and we want to be as big as the shark, we got to let that audience find the shark and then steal that audience away from the shark. That is the best way that we are going to grow without that megaphone because we don't have that megaphone that those bigger companies have. Those bigger companies will automatically have an inherent bias and success rate because their megaphone is so large already. If you don't have that megaphone, if you're not a celebrity, right? That's the reason why we see all these celebrities jumping into podcasting. One, COVID gave them the time to do it. And two, they have a built-in audience that will listen to whatever it is that they say. Paris Hilton. When was the last time (laughs) Paris Hilton was relevant? Yeah, for real. (laughs) All of a sudden, she's got a podcast and she's got a giant audience listening to her show. Oh, who would have thought? These are some of the things that we as as independent podcasters need to take into stride and understand that to get to that point, it's going to take a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of resource, and a whole lot of time. It's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight unless you can tap into that megaphone somehow. And there are ways that are starting to come out to help that happen. One, just getting featured on those platforms. Two. You can purchase audio advertisements now on many of these platforms. We're seeing that happening more and more, making that process a little bit easier. I don't know if it's a little bit cheaper, but it's definitely a little bit easier. Right, right. This is why the series that we just did is so important for us as independent podcasters. You have to do all of the obvious things perfectly first before you can even think about growing the size of your megaphone. Because if you're not writing a great title description, if you're not doing a great show description, if you're not doing all of these little things that will make your show stand out and make somebody hit play on your podcast first, then there's no point in putting a megaphone on that because no. people, you'll put the megaphone on it and people will look at it and they'll be like, eh, I'm not interested. It'd be a huge waste, waste of money for you. Mm, complete waste of money for you. There you go. That those are those are some of my main takeaways. Hopefully you uh hopefully you've you know gotten a lot out of this. That's the whole point to us doing the show. It's to try and present to you all of this information and give you a reason why it's important. But really, I think that one stat, oh man, I can't I can't highlight that one stat enough, John. That's the one thing you need to understand is how do you how does your podcast fit into your listener's life? And yeah. You might have a very dedicated audience to your show already, but how do you grow your show? Understanding that stat will help you grow your show moving forward. John, how can people reach out to you to help make their podcast better? You can reach out to our website, which is qdup.com, qd-up.com, through email, which is info at qdup.com. We are active on our social channels, so you can reach us there or through LinkedIn. Awesome. And if you want to reach out to me and get some more of my rantings and awesome analogies to Shark Week, 
Uh, <laughs> you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at the real pod Vader. My DMs are open. Uh, so you can reach out to me there. If you prefer email, nextfanup at gmail.com is the, the best email address to reach me. It is the same email address for my NFL podcast show, which by the way, if you want to talk about a shark and those little succubus eels, I'm actually the little algae next to the succubus eel <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the NFL space. If you just search for Pod Vader, I'm very easily found. I'm Pod Vader on LinkedIn as well. You can you can reach out to me there. John, I am very much looking forward to doing this Infinite Dial series. I know we'll have more Infinite Dial to unpack over the next couple of weeks, and I think we'll have some uh, guests join us to help us do that. Uh, what do you say? I am looking forward to it. Yep, we definitely have some guests coming up. Awesome. So for John, I'm Jay, and this has been the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting. There you have it.